Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Thank You Day, Tony. Anyone in particular you want to thank? I'm Tony Kornheiser, of course, the person I love hosting this show with, Pablo Torrent. Oh, all right. Shot fired. Shot fired. That's a funny line. Get Pablo in here. I've never hosted with Pablo. Talk to the producers about those lines. Never hosted with Pablo. No, you should. He's fun. Not once. He's great fun. He really is. Yeah, he's great fun. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Adam Silver takes heat. The Chargers play the Chiefs, and Steve Young joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Roger Federer announcing he is retiring from competitive tennis after the Labor Cup in London later this month. Federer leaves tennis at 41 years old with 20 majors, including a record eight Wimbledons and a record tying five U.S. Opens. Wilbon, you and I have watched Federer forever. Yep. What are your reflections on his decision to retire and his career? Well, Tony, I I guess I immediately go to comparisons, which I try not to, but I'm going to go to comparisons anyway. And it's not just tennis. I mean, you can compare this. I mean, I was a little kid, really, a kid when Rod Laver retired. You're talking about giants now. You're only comparing him to giants, not somebody who's a three-time All-Star. This is like when Mays retired, when Aaron retired, when Gretzky, Bird, Magic, when the giants retire... And you go, oh, my God, we're supposed to watch this sport without this person. Serena Williams, as she hasn't announced it yet, but we're talking about moving in that direction, like Martina Navdilova and Chris Everett. This leaves the sport lesser. But it's time, Tony. It's time. He's 40 years old. He and Djokovic uh, and Nadal are going to have to go. We're going to have to wave goodbye to him, stop hugging him close. And there are people out there who replace him, just like there were people who replaced Mays and Aaron and Williams and God knows we can go on and on and on. But Federer is one of those giants, is he not? A hundred percent certainty he's one of those giants. Look, I'm not going to say that I think he's the greatest player of all time because I've been holding on for Rod Laver, as you know. But he is the most graceful. He is the most beautiful. He is the most elegant player I have ever seen. For people that remember ballroom dancing, he is Fred Astaire. He looks like he could play in a tuxedo and there would never be a wrinkle. And the greatest contrast in my life in watching tennis players is the smoothness of Roger Federer and the frenzy and the power of Rafael Nadal on the same court at the same time. I have heard John McEnroe say that he believes Federer is the greatest player of all time. I'm not going to argue with that. And I will say this, Mike. The most important tournaments, every player will tell you this, is Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. He's got the most of those. That's his resume. Best player in the best tournaments. There are certain players that define the game when they're in it. Bjorn Borg did. Roger Federer did. Maybe Sampras, maybe Nadal, I'm sure. But not Djokovic. So let's not worship numbers, Mike. I don't care if Djokovic gets 30 majors. He'll never be the player Roger Federer was. He's just not. I don't know if I agree with you on that. We'll have time to argue that down the line. I'm glad you mentioned Borg. But Borg didn't win a U.S. Open. But Borg, to me, is a giant. 
And he was retired by like 25 and he he just owned yeah. Wimbledon. And so there are people that the sport, their sport is less than when that person leaves. That's and right. so, I, you know, That's I mean, right. I don't want to look, you know, it's coming, but you just don't want to deal with it. You hope Federer could like summon it again, you know, for a couple more years. But that's not to be. Let's move to football and tonight's matchup between the Chargers and Chiefs. Both teams looked impressive in week one. Patrick Mahomes didn't appear to miss Tyreek Hill, and Khalil Mack looked like the game wrecker of old. Tone, you said this is the best, best division in the NFL. So which team are you more bullish on tonight and in general? I am more bullish on the Chiefs tonight. I am more bullish on the Chiefs in general, and I really like the Chargers. I was going to say San Diego, as we always do. I'm I really like it. the Chargers. But here's, here's what this is about. I, this is a game at home for Kansas City, their first divisional rival in, in the Chargers. This is where you make a statement, if you're Kansas City, against an emerging rival. I, I, I keep wanting to say San Diego. I'm say sorry. it. The Chargers were in this position last week. San Diego. They played a divisional team. They played a divisional team, the Raiders, a team that had been in the playoffs, and they made a statement we're good in this division. I'm just not sure they can do it twice in a row. Yeah. That's why I'm bullish on the Chiefs right now. You know, the thing I hate most in sports is when anybody says, I don't have anything to prove. Stop. I mean, maybe you don't in the context of like Serena Williams last week, okay? Then you don't have anything. Don't tell me Kansas City, which is a dynasty of one, has nothing to prove. They damn sure do. And tonight at home would be a place to start to prove it. And, of course, yep, the San Diego Superchargers have something to prove because they haven't won. They haven't won. They're San Diego. Right? So nobody get in my ear. They're always San Diego. And they got those baby blues on again. I know that excites you because it excites me. I love yeah, this matchup. I'm yeah. excited yeah. for it. Me too. I'm not so sure these quarterbacks yeah. aren't going to go at it for the next, if they can stay healthy, dozen years. I, I, I love this. And, Tony, I'm going to wait until tonight to decide who I'm bullish on for the rest of the season. Because it might be San That's Diego. Fair. It might be. This is a big game. It's a big this game. is a big game. If the Chargers win this game, I have to reevaluate. If, if Herbert is better than yep. Holmes, I have to. Does that yep. be something that we can talk about? But you talked, you mentioned before Tyreek Hill. If there's any coach that can retool an offense overnight, it's Andy, Andy Reid. Reid. And, with and if Mahomes there's any help. quarterback. With Mahomes. If there's yeah. any quarterback that can handle that change overnight. He just threw five touchdown passes to four different there. guys. None of them Stop named Tyreek Hill. Yeah. None of them. We move on. The other day we talked about Robert Sarver being fined $10 million and being suspended for one year for abusive workplace behavior. Adam Silver has been pounded around for what is seen as a weak punishment. Now LeBron James and Chris Paul have weighed in. LeBron said, quote, our league definitely got this wrong, unquote. And Paul said, quote, the sanctions fell short, unquote. They clearly want Sarver out. Wilbon, given this reaction, do you think the NBA owners will revisit it? I think the NBA owners may be forced to revisit it. Tony, pressure, as we saw from the WNBA, pressure in basketball is not the same. It's much greater than pressure in football, where people don't even recognize anybody other than about 12 quarterbacks in the league. Some of the most famous athletes on the planet and therefore some of the most famous people on the planet are in the NBA, and LeBron James is one of them. And when there is pressure applied by NBA players, global celebrities, okay, and their, their, their partners, right, their, their, their corporate partners, I, I don't think we've seen the last of this yet. 
I don't really believe that the Sarver suspension is just going to be a year and that's going to be it. I'm not talking about the $10 million, which means nothing to him. I think there's more to this story, Tone. I think it's going to come. I think you're going to see players put their weight, their might, their global might behind this. Right. And I don't think Sarver is going to be able to withstand it. Because, Tony, I've talked to people certainly within that club, and they're upset about this penalty or what they think is the lack of teeth. And there's been a lot of reporting to that effect, and I don't think this is the end. I don't think we've heard that yet. I think it's very possible that the owners as a group do this to see which way the wind is blowing, and they may ride in on a white horse. I'm not waiting for that, but it's possible. This lays on the commissioner to me, on Adam Silver. Adam Silver says, I can't take the team away from him. But you can take Robert Sarver away from that team. You did this to much applause with Donald Sterling. You blamed him for life. And then he sold the team. You don't need the owners to do that. And by the way, Adam Silver, as Roger Goodell, they work for the owners. I want to get specifically to the point about what the players are going to do. Because there's no unified statement yet. There's no NBA PA statement on right. this. If they threaten not to play if this guy stays, Adam Silver has to listen to that. I take what Chris Paul said far more seriously than LeBron James because Chris Paul works for Robert Sarver. And he sees him. And he knows him. He could have thrown him a lifeline. He did not. That strikes me as particularly meaningful as we go forward in this. Yep, Tony. And also, I mean, Chris Paul is recent president, past president of the union once removed. Chris, Chris right. Paul has as much right. respect from the membership in that union as any player in the league. So, yeah, I mean, Chris's statement, which I, I thought was eloquent and forceful, and yes, he plays for him. We haven't seen the last of this story, Tom. It's going to continue. Let's take a break. Coming up, how can Josh Allen better protect himself on his runs? We're going to ask Steve Young. We'll also ask him whether the NFL is likely to drain the personality from Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Adam Silver has given Robert Sarver another chance. I wonder if the owners didn't go to him and say, give him another chance. Right. He works for the owners. Yeah. He might listen yeah. to that if it happens. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. In a story we broke exclusively in our first segment, week two of the NFL season begins tonight. 
which makes it a perfect time to welcome back our great friend and my co-founder in our private equity fund, <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. Let me get to the first question here about a fellow quarterback. Josh Allen acknowledged the other day that he could do better to avoid contact on runs, though I add parenthetically, it seems to me he likes the contact. Anyway, you had some unreal runs in your career. Were there things you wish you'd be doing early in your career to protect yourself more? Yeah, Tony, early, you got to fake it till you make it. So you use what you have. And Josh did that. And I don't mind, especially when you're trying to, like, look, you're paid more. You get all the attention in the media. Your teammates need to see your toughness. And so a lot of times as a quarterback, you're like, I'm going to run into the linebacker. I'm going to go for the extra yard at the first down. Josh is now at a point where he's now graduated. And when I graduated, I recognized that I might get out in space and look like I really know what I'm doing, but I knew when the journey was over. And that's what he's needing to acknowledge. And I think he's starting to do that. There are moments where all of his teammates go, we know you're tough. We know you're Superman and you can do anything that you want, but we need you around. Know when the journey's over, get down, get out of the way, and maybe you lose half a yard, but that'll be as much as you have to give up to actually be a little bit safer. All right, let's stay with quarterbacks but go to a slightly different issue. Russell Wilson, as you well know, backed his coach on the final play to attempt that stupid 60-yard field goal rather than go for it. Steve, I know you couldn't have ever been in his shoes because Bill Walsh would, like, roll over in his grave right now if somebody <laughs> suggested he would do something that dumb. But if he had, how would you handle that? Could you see yourself going to your coach either on the sideline in real time or the next day? Yeah, well, a couple of things. First of all, Michael, did they think you were in Denver? Because 64 yards <laughs> One in 10, even in Denver. So, and then his explanation that it was analytics, that we, you know, we, our number was 46. We reached the 46-yard line. That's what we're going to do. It's football of all the sports is not for analytics. It's, it's a fee. It can be one of the feeds, but it can't be the reason. And so to me, it's a gut-level instinct. If you don't have a fourth and five play, I can't imagine. Look, your fourth and five play with Russell Wilson, just so we talked about Josh Allen being able to run around, your fourth and five play is Russell Wilson. And he's the, you just got him this you know, magical guy that can take you to the Super Bowl, don't take him off the field. Everyone recognizes that. And Coach Hackett now knows, like, forget about what the analytics say. Forget about whether we reach the, four, reach the 46. We're not going to try a 64-yard field goal and take Russell Wilson off the field. Everyone in the world was screaming at him at that moment. He just couldn't hear us. <laughs> you, you ever been in any situation close to that in your career? No. I mean, no. We always, our offense was built for fourth and five or have options, you know, Amen. for games on the line. So, look, if you're in a field goal range, kick the field goal. But no one's going to try a 64-yard field goal on the road. Let's go to this other issue that's out there now about quarterbacks playing at least a little bit in preseason, which, of course, Aaron Rodgers did not just to cite an example. Uh, Tom Brady did. Uh, you have long said that September is like a lot of preseason football, a lot of elements. Do you think that quarterbacks have to play at least a little? Now, the league is set up now, Michael, that you it is the preseason. It's set up to not get together and not to – look, football is choreography. And it, you, the more times you break the huddle together, especially under pressure, the better you're going to get. If you can play in preseason and guarantee you're not going to get hurt, then everyone would play. But the idea is that we need – you can't get to the Super Bowl without an elite thrower of the, of the football. If you have one of those guys, those 10 guys in the world that can do it, I don't blame them for saying, look, I'm, I'll take – 
the rustiness, what you saw from Joe Burrow, what you saw from a number of teams that, you know, it started the games like uh, um, in, in the Rams. It was like with Matthew. It was like a slow start. You'll take that, even a couple of games that, than the risk actually not having that elite thrower by the end of the season for the Super Bowl run. Of course, you'll do that at 17 games now. You can make up lost right? time later in the season. Let me get you out of here on this. Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel beat Bill Belichick in his coaching debut. He has an unusually open and fun personality for an NFL coach. Of course, compared to Bill Belichick, everybody has that. Is the NFL going to bleed this out of the guy? Can you retain that personality, or does the nature of your job bleed it out? Tony, we are not paying attention. If you don't see that Coach McDaniel is the today and the future, like, the idea that we have a legacy tech stack coach that's like hanging around telling, talking about the way that we used to do it in the old days, those days are gone. It is the days of Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. It is the days of Coach O'Connor. Like what's happening in Minnesota and Green Bay. Everywhere in the league, these young coaches that are leaving these innovative offensive minds, they are the today and the future. So the idea that you have a vulnerable head coach that wants to be aggressive. Did you all hear what uh, uh, Thielen said after the Minnesota game? He's like, I don't know what happened, but we're aggressive, and then we're aggressive again, and it just feels – he didn't know how to describe the feeling of having a coach that's ready for 2022. And that's what they have in Miami, and that's why they're going to love it, and that's why I don't care whether he, they laugh at him or they think that he's not like the old days. The better he's not like the old legacy stack coaches, the better that we all are. In fact, if you have a legacy stack coach – I'm talking about in technology terms – if you have one of those guys, you know, head coach right now, by definition, you don't have a chance. The, the, the days are gone. That's These great. are the days of miracle and wonder, aren't they, Steve? Thank you so very <laughs> you, much Steve. as always. All right. See you guys. You can catch more of Steve on Monday Night Countdown. He is great. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Greg Norman. He's always angry. He has a clear <laughs> message for the PGA Tour. He's angry. just swinging his fist the last, what, 18 months? Especially the last four. And should we look at the Mets any differently after they got their butts whipped by the Cubs? Yeah, get out. You were so happy about that. Get out. That. I, was I texted you, didn't These I? These are the days of miracle uh, and wonder. Yeah. This is the long- Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy time, people. Happy 27th birthday, Terry McLaurin. The Washington football team's top wide receiver had a beautiful 49-yard touchdown from Carson Wentz on Sunday. That's one of McLaurin's 17 touchdowns since coming to Washington in 2019. McLaurin has 224 catches for 3,148 yards. That's an average of 14.1 yards per catch. McLaurin's consistency got him a three-year extension worth $71 million and the largest signing bonus ever for a wideout, $28 million. McLaurin was drafted in the third round out of Ohio State, which seems low in hindsight. But some of the receivers drafted ahead of him were Hollywood Brown, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and D.K. Metcalf. Good class. That's a really good class, Tony. You know what? Last year, this division was pathetic, even the year before that. Now, everybody except Dallas won their opener three out of four in that division. Is it possible that we're going to see the old NFC beast? Is it possible? No. Too early for that? No, not this year. All right. No. Happy anniversary, Bobby Thigpen. On this day 32 years ago, the White Sox reliever became the first pitcher to ever get 50 saves in one season. Thigpen finished the season with 57, and to this day, only Francisco Rodriguez of the Angels recorded more saves in one season. Rodriguez had 62 in 2008. Team's got to be pretty good for someone to get 62 saves. Here are the other pitchers who've gotten 50 or more saves in one season. Dennis Eckersley, Randy Myers, Trevor Hoffman, Rod Beck, Mariano Rivera twice, John Smoltz, Eric Gagne twice, Jim Johnson twice, Craig Kimbrell, Mark Melanson, Juris Familia, and Timmy Trumpet's favorite, Edwin Diaz. Tony, Thigpen did have three Hall of Famer teammates, teammates, okay? A guy named Pudge, that would be Fisk, not Rodriguez, Fisk. Frank Thomas, a young rookie named Frank Thomas, and Harold Baines, three Hall of Famers, and they won 93 or 94 games and couldn't even make it to the postseason because the A's bested them by nine. Happy trails to a couple of records in baseball last night. Cardinals fixtures Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina set a record when they made their 325th start together as pitcher and catcher in St. Louis's 4-1 win over in Milwaukee. Wainwright 41, Molina 40. They've been doing this in St. Louis since 2007. Last night they passed Mickey Lolich and Bill Freeman of the Tigers. Wow. Wainwright went five, he got the win. Molina knocked in the go-ahead run. Wainwright and Molina now have 213 team wins in those starts. That's 11 more than Warren Spahn and Del Crandall of the Braves. Also, Seattle rookie Julio Rodriguez became the fastest player ever to 25 home runs and 25 steals with a stolen base in his 125th game last night, three fewer than Mike Trout's 128. Understandably, everybody's talking, Tony, about the Dodgers and the Braves. You know, and, 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 and I understand that, but the Cardinals, they're lurking. They're in their usual position. The Mets, they're in their usual position with those guys, and they're going to be tough in October. They always are. One clarification, the executive director of the NBA Players Association, Tamika Tremalio, tweeted, quote, I strongly believe that Robert Sarver should never hold a managerial position within our league again, unquote. Quick to the big finish Let's do if it. we could. White Sox beat the Guardians this afternoon. Now just three behind. You're starting to believe. No, they, no, they, they got to beat them when they have a series in Chicago coming up next week. They've done their teased all season. Greg Norman says he has no interest in a truce with the PGA Tour. Wow. That surprise you? 
No, he's an angry man who wants to destroy the PGA Tour and has for years. The Mets got swept yes. by the Cubs. Is that cause for yes. concern? No, it's cause for celebration in Chicago, but not cause for concern for the Mets. No, not yet. The U.S. men released their World Cup jerseys. You like them? I, I looked at them. They're okay. I mean, I'm not going to wear one on the show, but oh, I don't wear that on the show. On. They're okay. Last one. The Aces can sweep the sun tonight, and I know you've said they will. Are you sticking by that? Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, Tony, Becky Hammond. They're too good. Yeah. They're too good. They're, they're going to win. I think they're going to win tonight. Close it out in the sweep. Yeah. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. I am Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. Becky Hammond. She's doing a great job, isn't yeah. she? Becky can coach. Yes, yeah. she can. Yeah. Yeah, she can. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.